Welcome to The 20, brought to you by BeatSource. After the club stories and before the club music prep with everything in between. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. Every week we start off by checking The 20 on BeatSource, which is a curated playlist from the people at BeatSource. Kind of like a new music Friday on Spotify. You guys will get used to it. And uh, we go over some of the songs with our guest. And this week, it's our first show, and we got a very special guest. Okay, I'm going to tell you who it is in a minute, but I'm going to give you a little background on him, okay? He's not going to say anything yet. We got a very special guest, someone that lives and breathes music and coffee. I know he's obsessed with that, but basically this guy's a music person through and through. And uh, he's not only a dope DJ who's been influenced by the likes of DJ AM and other greats, other amazing DJs. He's really good taste, but he's also taken his career to new heights by following his passion and in music and becoming a highly successful A&R and artist manager. Actually, he's not a manager. I'm sorry about that. But he basically does a lot of work for the for the people like that. He's an A&R and he's, uh, he helps craft the career and the sound of many of your favorite artists like Charlie Puth, Alec Benjamin, Pink Sweats, David Guetta, he used to, and uh, Jason Derulo. A lot of people. You're going to learn a lot about him. Miles Beard, give it up. What up, Miles? How what you up, doing? What up? What up? What up? It's a pleasure having you in here. One thank of my you good. Me. Yes, thank you. So, um, there's a lot of stuff we're gonna learn about you, and we're gonna talk about it later in the show. But uh, for now, on the 20, we like to go over in some D, you know, in true DJ fashion. We want to go over some of the songs that are on the list and get your opinion, get my opinion, see what cool. the listeners think. And all that stuff. And after that, we're going to learn some a little bit about your career and awesome. all that stuff. All right? So, let's get into it. This is The 20 with DJ Spider. Presented by BeatSource. First song we got is by Afro B, Vibes Cartel, and Dre Skull. Let's see. Vibes Cartel. Hey, see your body shape nice, body shape now, eyes, eyes. Hey, see your body shape nice, body shape now, eyes, eyes. All right, sounds dope, some Afro beat. Wine for the money for the jewelry. Every man I watch you, how you do it. Bend your back now, settle on your back now. When your bubble wall, please, I feel locked down. Pretty find your band, pretty now. Are you playing this kind of stuff in, at parties yet? Yeah, I am. Like, um, when I do private events or opening set or if it's the right, you know, right. environment. But, like, uh, I did an event for, like, an art collector mm. two weeks ago. And they wanted super eclectic kind of music, kind of hip-hop bass. But, you know, they trusted me to do right. my thing. And I played... Like so much of this kind of stuff, wow. you know, the a- stuff from Africa, stuff from London, like, and they were loving. It. It's like there's something universal about it, like almost how dance hall is, right. where it just, I don't know, and it sets like a cool vibe. Yeah, and, and it uh, seems easy to come in and out of. It's at a good tempo. Yeah, and you, you can exactly, and you can mix it with the Latin stuff, the dance hall stuff, or whatever, you know. Right. And um, so yeah, and then even like I was in Philly a couple weeks ago, and I played a couple songs and noticed like I got a really strong reaction from the crowd mm-hmm. and some of the people were like we're here from Africa like how do you know this music oh, wow. 
I ended up doing a whole like forty minute set, and it was super cracking. And then forty I, minutes of like yeah, Afrobeat? just all wow. this stuff. Yeah, That's I have it recorded. I, I don't even know how you find that much Afrobeat to dude. I don't know. I mean, well, I, that's like, dope, though. I mean, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, uh, you know, some of the sites, DJ City has yeah. uh, a lot of the stuff. And um, also just going out. Like, I was in, I've been learning about it over the past couple of years, but I was in New York recently and went to a party and was hearing, like, I was, like, on Shazam. Like, oh, wow. yo, what is all this? And then I went back to the hotel room and just went down a rabbit hole of, right. like, on Spotify, like, oh, related artists right. and all this stuff. And, mm. and so I got to play it, like, at that Philly gig. And then I did a gig here where I kind of had to play a two-hour warm-up set. And same thing. I started playing a few songs. This dude came over. He's like, I'm from Nigeria. How do you know this? And, oh, wow. Uh, it seems like it's just, like, spreading, you know, around. So, it is, for sure. I absolutely um, think so. Yeah, so this, this sounds dope. And plus, I noticed, like, on the credits, Dre Skull is, mm. I, I guess, the producer. But mm. he's, I have tracks from him, if it's the same Dre Skull, I think it is, from like the blog house days, from like 15 years ago, like Be More kind of tracks and like... It makes sense. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like this sound is, um, it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know if it'll be like an entire sound that like takes over like Latin music, you know, but, right. but I do think that like we still have yet to have a hit in this, in the U.S., with this kind of style right and, and a lot of demos growing. are coming out like a lot of times you can tell what's coming by the demos that are coming in or the things that people are making in the studio that don't ever come out right and you get a lot of beats like this like yeah. afro beat you know mr easy right kind of you know style yeah totally. and it turns into like a lot of references too especially if you're trying to do the next if you're if you're doing like a a Latin groove, you know, song, and you're trying to think of the next thing that isn't just something that everybody else already did. You know, right. you go to these kind of references. Yeah, exactly. So I think it probably pretty soon we'll have something American that goes. Yeah, off I like think this. it's getting close. You know, with Burna Boy yeah. and like Afrobeat. I yeah. mean, this is Afrobeat here, and like his Joanna single yeah. and all that. This is Afrobeat, Dre Skull, who's that producer, and then Vibes Cartel, which. Mm. It's so crazy because he's in jail. I think he's been in jail since like 2014 oh or something. That's insane. But he, he's been there since 2014, but I think like he's, he's put out just in 2016 or something I was reading, he's put out 50 songs alone, like just are that they, year. Are they recording it? No. Yeah, he's. I think they're sending him like, he like records it on an iPad or something in jail wow. and then sends it back out. Because I've I heard of people like, obviously people that passed away or... or uh, people in jail like yeah. they have old verses like that up. they're just like they're like shelling out like we were working on this one song with xxx tentacion and then they were like sorry you can't have the second half of this verse kanye took it we're like what what the fuck that's crazy we're like um okay like just literally it was like the second half of a of a, of a, of a second verse wow yeah I wonder if he's gonna rap it like on I'm, his next. I wonder. I don't know. I heard. I heard it's it's coming soon. So <laughs> Jesus is king. Yeah. Dope. Crazy. All right. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, let's move on to the next. Let's so, oh, and just so you guys know, that was "Shape Nice" by Afro B Vibes Cartel and Trey Skull. All right. Let's see what we got next. Okay. We got the twenty is a very eclectic. What if that was the list. pickup line? Like, hey girl, you shape nice. <laughs> hey girl, shape nice. Yeah. I feel like that is the picture. It is there. It just I just could never pull. That I think off. I don't sound good yeah, saying that. But... I'd be terrible. <laughs> I was terrible just now. Hey girl, shape nice. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see what's next. Ooh, I love wee. this song. Yeah. 
I mean, that flute. How, how many trap songs have flutes in them? All right, let's we'll let it ride for a second. Ever since, baby, you know, oh, nobody drops Let's go. Ha. I needed some shit with some bop in it. Let's go. I flew past the whip with that blunt in my mouth. Watch the swerve and that whip had a cop in it. My bitch got good fly her across the country. I finished the show and I hop in it. I got me a milli. I did it legitly. I'm still with the shit. I'm a hot. Oh, you asking for pictures with What's your name? Dope. I love it. I love the baby and I love this song. And yeah. I'm like totally like the... I'm not the person who listens to this music or knows how to even work on it at all. Right. Like, but something about him, I don't know. He sounds like a, he reminds me of like T.I. Like he's like Southern right. like party. Right. You know, that's the difference that he's doing, I think, than a yeah. lot of other people is like he's putting out party music, which is obviously we like that stuff because yeah. that's what we're trying to And play. I think he's party music mixed with a super skilled MC which yeah. hasn't happened in a long time yeah, in a way. Exactly. like he it's has one or the other usually yeah exactly like he has these crazy patterns with his flows and everything he's saying you got to listen to it a bunch of times but also his stage presence is crazy his voice is yeah. like perfect like yeah. it's so good yeah it's usually like especially i feel like it's it's either some party shit that you just have no idea like you just you're like yeah this could work this could right or like some crazy amazing lyricist or amazing rapper yeah you don't there's not a lot of people that are blending it yeah totally and he's like all in i've seen clips from his concerts yeah. and like you know. yeah and this beat is dope yeah i mean it goes with everything out right now like i also love i need some shit with some bop in it i know that's awesome <laughs> it's so dope like I, I, it just it's it just, I know. It just encapsulates. He like changed that word for me because now I see it on anything and I just think of that yeah. line like instantly. Yeah. And this song's only been out for like a week or two. People have been saying bop for a while and he just. Right. That's smart. Even Tyga had a song called bop. I think oh, recently really? that. Didn't do anything. You know, didn't maybe it didn't bop that much. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah. All right. Tight. I like this too. Let's see what's next. Let's see what's next. The baby, he's blowing up. I feel like he's going nowhere oh, yeah. ever. Like you know, you guys just had a big, uh, big thing we at your big, company, right? NBA, NBA Young Boy has the number one album in the world. Crazy, which Congrats. is crazy. Yeah. So another A and R at your company. Another A and R at my company. Uh, Jeff Vaughn and Eli uh, signed him. Yeah, he had he had this he had this number one album. Crazy. He just beat out Post Malone. It's insane. That is insane. Yeah. He's put out so much music, so much music. So like, much. I think like four or five, six mixtapes or something like that leading up yeah, to Yeah, I've been seeing him pushing yeah. like nonstop. Um, but what do you think about NBA and Boy? I think he's dope. I, honestly, I, I it was one of those things where I think putting out endless music helped because yeah. I'm so inundated with so much stuff that I don't know who to listen to or who's right. good. And it takes a lot for it to come through. So. I didn't listen to a lot of his stuff right. in the beginning. And then finally I noticed it because it kept coming and kept coming. And I just listened to um, a lot of his stuff recently. Right. Like that album. It was so dope. Yeah. And then I th it didn't like Adam, your brother, yeah, do something did, on there. Yeah, uh, he did. Left Hand, Right Hand. Yeah, that was yeah. tight. I listened yeah. to that the other day. Yeah. He, he's really good. I can yeah. see why he's blowing up. It's, but it's crazy that he has a number one it's album. Just over crazy. the most pop yeah. people ever. But it's crazy because I feel like, at least in the pop world which is what i focus in more yeah you don't hear so much about nba young boy you right know? no you don't so which is just insane to think that yeah. it's the number one album it's also like you know a, what's going on with hip-hop and what's the you right. know what's what how long is it gonna be 
top of the charts as opposed right. to like pop music and right. all different afro beat and all those different things that yeah. are kind of kind of come into you know come in and even like um uh, uh house music right now right like, is totally completely coming back but yeah the question is when is you know it's just crazy to see another it's that pop house kind yeah. of whatever it has it's more vocal a little bit slow but down. i feel like it's le- like the pop house that's getting popular now is like less than it like less less instruments than we've ever had in right. like a pop dance song yeah, you true. know, it is more minimal because it, it gives room like for a, the vocalist if they have right. it, or if not, it's just that. And, minimal. and they're just like looping something. I mean, the Fisher song and uh, right. what's it, Medusa song? And yeah, the other one that's huge right now, the Regard one. Yeah, which is a Jay Sean acapella that they just like flipped. You know I, don't know, one? I don't know. I don't know that one. It's oh like, yeah, ride, ride it. it. Oh yeah, that's on the twenty. Oh really? Uh, I think it is. <laughs> there we go. I didn't uh, look at the. List. There was like a remix of it. I think it's in there, but uh, yeah, the um. That thing is blowing up. Ride it. Yeah. Who's that by again? It's by Regard. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if that one was on there, but yeah. Yeah. There's like a lot of dope, 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 dope stuff like that. Cool. And wait, yo, question on like when you say number one album, how do they calculate? Like, what does that mean? Like in th- this day and age, like it's collective streams, collective sales, stream sales, everything. everything yeah. Popularity. There's certain things that are excluded but but it's right. you know music video streams it's all streams of it. it's sales it's all put together yeah it's crazy it's insane but also like it's interesting to think about because i think that and maybe i'm just like a hopeful romantic for like right. pop music or yeah. something but i think that the the people that are that are consuming so much music on like the people that listen to nba young boy well, they're the type of fans that will stream it over and over and oh, over yeah. and over. So it's getting all these streams. It's almost like, you know, pop music fans don't really, they're not like almost as passionate. Like the, if you see where the plays are coming from, they're coming more from like a smaller group of people, but they're do, but they're, right. but they're um, streaming it so many times. It's just right. overpowering. I've noticed like a trend too with some people making these minute 45 second songs oh yeah is that like on purpose so people will restream it i feel yeah because they want you to feel like you need more right more of the song so yeah. you might as well we yeah i think that's we we literally were just about to shorten a song for that exact same reason well, it was like yeah it was like the second the court the last chorus was to a double chorus and we're like if you're sick of it by the end, you're definitely not going to play it again. Right. But the best thing is when you get that re- yeah, I mean, it was, restream value. I noticed it with the little Nas X yeah. the most. You know, when it came out, I'm like, oh, we're just playing this over and yeah. over and over and over. And it ends before two minutes. That's crazy. It's good for DJs because we like to change up songs fast. Well, exactly. I think we've influenced people's attention yeah. spans by this time. Yeah. <laughs> the the AM style, you know, yeah. the quick mixing and all that. Dope. All right. Well, let's go through maybe a couple more and then and then we'll talk to you about... Your life. All right. So, talking. Speaking of Medusa, um, this is their new track. It's called "Lose Control." I want to know what you think of this one. <laughs> um, well, let's see. I'm gonna cut forward a little bit. Obviously, it sounds similar to the other song. Yeah. I don't get why people do that, though. Uh, well, let's see. Let's listen. very similar you could do a little dj routine with both songs <laughs> I, like I, I i don't know i mean like you know when chain smokers came out with roses mm-hmm. 
And then they came out with the Coldplay song right after, and right. it was Roses with the Coldplay guy on it, basically. Oh, you know, right. was, well, I mean, in a way. But and and at first I thought same thing. Why do people do that? You know. But then it worked, and that song got so big, and I'm yeah. like, maybe people just want a similar. Because also, why do people change it up so different? Right. I don't know. I mean, no, I think there's a healthy balance. And yeah, sometimes I hear stuff like this, and I'm like, wow, I cannot. Like, how are they doing the same thing? I know exactly twice. You know. But then you're like, you know, it's like. It's like if you're an investor in Uber and then you're like, I'm not going to invest in Lyft because I'm an investor in Uber. Right. Like Lyft is still pretty big and going to make yeah. you a lot of money. Yes. You know, it's or like, like whatever. Or Pepsi or yeah, something. Yeah. Like, yes. like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Like I'm already. But I, I still think there is like a, a, I think that the point, the, I don't think the song's going to be big is my uh, point. Well, because I think that it, it's, it's almost so much like the other one and it, the other one sticks in your head. Like why? And this one yeah, like, doesn't really. Like the other one, like the synth sound is exactly the same. Yeah. The pitch down vocals and exactly the guy the same. And, and, the, yeah, and the loop it's the same and the, writer. the drop. I'm just like, you know, there's, I, I, I think that there's all these like dance songs that blow up, these one hit kind of people. Yeah. And they, they like, it's so rare that they capitalize on it. You know, and if you were to have three big songs in a row you'd be a fucking superstar right you know yeah i mean robin schultz did it to a degree yeah um who else i'm trying to think of who was the last person in that world to be able to kind of right like not like a chain smoker where it was very well, chain poppy. smokers did it though no they did yeah, they did actually they, sure they, did they did it i was surprised that they because selfie people just forget about selfie oh i know you know which is like the I it was like, like a the joke, hardest a thing ever song. to come back from yeah you know but but yeah, you like Kung's had that big song, but they didn't follow up. Right. Remember when um, Felix John had that uh, cheerleader oh, remix yeah. and they didn't follow up. But it's hard. It's just hard, you know. Right. You, and and also, you're you're. I think all these people are so not planned for the success that it had. That right. They don't have the right songs to follow it up. So they're like, okay, let's make the same song or yeah. something totally different that isn't as. Or strong. they're like, that worked. It sounds it sounds like a hit. Well, yeah, it sounds right. like a hit because it's out right now and it is a hit. Yeah. But. But I think, you know, what we're doing a lot is trying to find out what the second single is before yeah. we even release the first one. That's interesting. Because cause then we're in a better position, you know, going right. forward. It's the it's also the hardest thing on creatives, I think. If if you have people that are writing their own songs and, and producing their own songs, to then go back after you have a hit and try to like, okay, we're going to write a song that's even bigger or just as big or even... Uh, you know half of it half right. as big you know to go back in the studio with that pressure on them it's right. like impossible because most impossible. likely they made that without even thinking yeah. about it which is the beauty of it right they made it in five minutes and they didn't think and about once it you and think, it blew up you're done yeah so <laughs> it's really hard i think it's so it's and i mean right. i'm talking obviously from a perspective of you know uh trying to be the biggest possible thing that you can possibly be right you know but but you know i think that's their goal so <laughs> right, I mean, know. yeah. Who knows? We don't know them, but uh, yeah. All right, I have a similar feeling on that as well. Um, all right, let's see. Should we go through? But I love their first song. So me too. I think that, they're super talented yeah. and dope. And I'll listen to their next song. But I, yeah. but I thought the same thing. I was I, like, I was bummed out when I heard that because <laughs> I wanted it to be really good. I thought it was the same song at first, yeah. and I was like, oh wait, it's not. I had to look up the song and that played oh, them wow. next to each other. Um, all right, let's see. Should we do one more? Let's do it. All right. Interesting. Have you heard this? Mm. Mm. 
with your dance. Stop staring at my timepiece. Two hoes on the drip. I'm like, where your man? Stop staring at my side piece. Hit your dance. Hit your dance. Hit your dance. Hit your dance. So, what do you think? They read. Uh, I mean, at first listen, I'm like, damn, that beat's kind of dope. They yeah. took Neptune's, yeah. you know, and remade it. I yeah. guess. Or, Who is that? Um, it's Ruby Rose, mm. who, which I don't know who that is either. I'd never heard of her. I feel like I've heard that name before, but it's I don't know featuring it Yella Beezy and NLE Choppa, who Got I've it. heard of those yeah. guys. But um, it's dope. The beat is dope. I mean, it's cool to to, I, I to flip those things. Also, like yeah. if you think about the people who are listening to this music, they've never heard that original. Well, like, that's the thing. Sure, yeah, it's like obviously original. to us, it's like what happened to that boy? Oh, yeah. Neptune's classic clips, but. A lot of people are way younger, right. so and I think that's the trend with a lot of stuff now. You know, whether it's a movie or a song, they they remake it and represent yeah. it in the new style. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know if this will be the biggest song ever. I played it at a club gig last week, and it got like a cool response. I feel like because people don't know got, it. like almost like a mashup feel to it, where you're like, right? If they don't know it, at least it has the right tempo and yeah. kind of like a sample. To it. And I think it's pretty dope. They flipped that little. Yeah. You know, Touch your toes, baby. I'm a worse on put it in her back. Alright, cool. So Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. Hit yo dance. Um Alright, let's see. I'm gonna do one more and then we're cool. gonna get into your stuff. Alright, let's see. Alright, so David Guetta just came out with the new track. I haven't even heard this yet. Alright, let's see. Obviously it's for the DJs, I think, oh, this yeah. is the intro. All right, so I'm going to go a little farther in. What does Jude listen to? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'll tell you after. All right, so definite high energy. Yeah. Get people popped. I it's funny, I just downloaded another song called Jump Up by Henry mm. Fong. Oh, interesting. And then I mixed them together last night to see and like definitely they go together. Yeah. It's like wordplay. They're in the same key and everything. I had this going and then the other one going it was like jump up, jump up. He's like, Everybody jump, everybody oh, wow. jump. I'm I like, damn, that. have they heard each yeah. other's song? I don't know, but it's amazing. Literally the same. Very similar. Yeah. Um, I mean it's it's what you would But yeah, you I know. feel like David Guetta like goes in between just making straight club, yeah. these big room tracks that he's known for forever, to yeah. the pop type things, like the pop EDM, yeah. to then the straight pop yeah. stuff that he's done. And then he has like an alias too, right? Like Jack's Jack Back. Back. Jack, Jack Back. Back is like his other record label, but also like he... He releases songs under that name too. Right. So this yeah. is kind of. Is it say Jack Back on? There no, no, this is him. Like he'll do a Jack Back remix, which will right. be another. You know, more like minimal one. Minimal. Or something, yeah. Right? Exactly. So yeah, I mean, this one sounds good. And you used to work with. I did. David Guetta, yeah. right? Like yeah. in a creative. Yeah, he uh, was. Uh, he was signed first. We were part on his management team back when Titanium was like that era. And when you say we, it's APG. It was APG. Which it was is myself. Artist Publishing Group. Artist Publishing Group is the, it's really confusing. I'll just, I'll, so <laughs> Lay it basically out. APG is two companies. It's Artist Publishing Group, which is a publishing company. Okay. And it's Artist Partner Group, which is a record label. That's a joint venture with Atlantic Records. Okay. So it's open, it's owned by Mike Karen, who was the worldwide president of A&R for Warner, which is a whole, the umbrella of all of it, which 
uh, makes it even more confusing. But <laughs> but but basically, you know, we're we're kind of in the Warner system, but we're our own, you know, kind of own operating system. But yeah, Geta was a. It was in the early stages of APG, and actually, he wanted us to come on to help him A R. So we were, you know, part of his management team. Um, and then he signed to Atlantic, uh, and we did a couple albums with him there. And then now he signed to Warner Warner Records. Got it. So, yeah. But I mean, we did we did everything from like yeah. What were some of the big songs? Titanium that you did? was was a big one that we did. It's pretty big. Um, yeah. Like ben, <laughs> I mean, I huge. give that all the credit to Ben. Like I feel like. Uh, I think he was like, remember that, remember that girl Sia from what was her band? Oh seven, oh seven, oh or something like that. She had some oh seven, oh shake or something. No, she had like some other, some other band. Anyways, oh. they got her in and to write to some guitar riffs for David Guetta, and she wrote that one that was day. Was that one of her first? It was songs her big pop Sia? songs. No, she did, she did that song "Breathe Me" a w- long oh. time ago. Okay. Um. Um, and then she, and then it was in the same day she wrote that and then wild ones for flow rider. Oh, wow. She didn't want to stay on either one of them, but she ended up staying on both. So she was like, who is, that's crazy. Who, who is she saying that she, it would be a dream if this somebody, I think it was Mary J. Blige. She was like, if Mary J. Blige cuts, um, titanium, I'll like be the happiest person in the world, and and uh, that would have been and, dope. And she did actually, but Sia sounded better, and Geta wanted to use. Oh wow! I mean, that. Sia has such an yeah. epic voice. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't. I mean, Ben, Ben Madahi, and Mike Karen, uh, you know, put that one together. And then we did everything right. like on that album, um, and then the next two albums. So we did Hey Mama was one that I was involved with, which was like the one with B.B. Rexa right. and, and that, um, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj, That yeah. song blew up too, right? That song got big, yeah. Um, actually, it was the one song, I'll, I'll give Geta a lot of credit, it was the song on the album that we were all like, this just doesn't even make sense for I you. I know, I remember like, being I would, in your office and you're like, what, and you're like, what do you think of this? Like every other song, I was like, this is great, this is going to be another moment and like we went around a circle and voted with him with him in the room about like which songs take off. We all wanted that song off but he, he kept it on and like, it just, you was, know, that became the radio. Became, one, right? It became the radio one, yeah. and I think like that's every everything you know. Um, in I think what's really important is just, and this sounds cheesy, but it's actually true, and it's been like my thing to think about a lot is like be be like totally happy being wrong because it's actually it's pretty cool when you're wrong because right. you get to you basically get to learn i mean when you think you know everything and then you're like oh actually i should think about it this way i could maybe be more right successful if i think about it this way right yeah i think and i think you mentioned something to me similar to that like on the other side too when you when you believe in something go you said it to me something like go all in on it no matter what yeah you know until maybe you know you're wrong i mean look i'm uh, but be behind i think i think you don't be every everything yeah everything that you can control you should do yeah you know but ultimately we're putting out songs in the world and um you know it's like up to the people to decide what to do so you know either you're right or you're wrong at that point you know yeah. if you were like oh this is going to be the biggest hit in the world but you know and sometimes you are right you know but but um but you know more times than you're right you're probably wrong and yeah, of course it's it's you know you get to learn a lot that way yeah so but yeah i think what you were saying about like if you really believe in something you got to just like stick behind it and keep like putting your 
your footprint on it, you know, and make sure that people know that you're excited about something. And right, don't let you know, anything detract right. you from it. Just go full force, right. even if it seems like oh, you wait, hear am I all, and then you can kind of like you know you. But I mean, I've been influenced by other people for sure when I really believe in something, and I'm right. thinking of like I remember I was trying to sign somebody, and Mike was like, "Yeah, but you know." he's old, you know, or whatever. He said something about yeah. like somebody's age or something like that. And I was like, oh, it actually is interesting to think about, okay, yeah, if they've been doing this since they were 16 years old, why, you know, how, what's, what's been happening in the last 20 years? Like yeah. how come this didn't happen then? Do Is, is it, is it them or is it like, you know, is it something that we can do to help get them there? You know, right. um, just, yeah, you know, well, so, just, so you, th- exactly. you change your perspective, but also there's times where you're just like, yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but I just, I know about this one, you know? Right. And you still could be wrong. Yeah. But, but, but you'd rather be wrong after going all in. Than... I'd rather be wrong knowing that I did everything or lose a deal knowing that I did everything. Right. Because then I'm like, all right, cool. That's all. That's really all that you could do. So, yeah. you know. Amazing. All right. Well, uh, let's finish up this section and let's let us get into... I'm gonna play. Sorry, you I keep me. like veering. Off no, it's the... all good. I I, I uh, got some professional drops. Check this out. I love it. And that was the twenty with DJ Spider. I love it. Okay, that's how we do it. Okay, first episode, and we got professional drops, baby. Beat source, DJ Spider. We got Miles Beard in here, and we are going to find out some more about him. Um, all right. So as I mentioned before, Miles is an amazing DJ who super dope. We'll talk about how we met. And, uh, I remember meeting him and thinking, who is this guy? He's a really good DJ. <laughs> he's <laughs> opening for me. And, uh, but now he's become a really successful person in the music business, um, as an A&R and, uh, working at APG, which he explained before artist publishing group and artist partner group. You know, he's the man behind a ton of songs that I'm sure all of you guys play in your sets and that you guys love. Um, or maybe you hate, but, uh, <laughs> either, either way, way. <laughs> either way they're out there. You know, I think just, I was trying to think about, you know, what I thought about you and that, like you have a unique ability. I think you do really well in this space because you can create songs that are universally loved and worldwide hits, but you still stay true to like quality music and dope influences and just keeping it funky. Like no matter what genre you're working in, right. like I hear that with your stuff that you do with from Charlie Puth to David Guetta to whatever, you know, like you're in all these genres, but you still keep that element of like funk that you've been infused with probably from your life, you know? And uh, I think, but somehow you get into that pop mind state, which I think is really hard, you know, to, to do that and also mix like your passion of music with, with the business part. So Miles Beard is in the studio. Let's give him a round of applause. What up? Thank you. Um, All right. (laughs) So we can get into what you do now, Mm -hmm. like a little bit later, but just first off, just to give like the foundation, I just wanted to know like how you got into DJing and Mm -hmm. into music. Like, was your family very musical? Yeah. So, um, should I give like the, just the, the quick, like up Um, till now or, okay. Um, yeah. Just like when you first, like, how did you first start DJing or even just get into music? So my, my dad was uh, like a wedding singer when the wedding singer was like the cool thing to be. Amazing. Um, at least that's what he tells me. <laughs> and 
that yeah, it was like, cool. Yeah, I mean, he said I was cool, I promise. <laughs> but um, but but he, he won the Battle of Bands of the Hollywood Bowl when he was 18. What? So that makes me think that he was somewhat, somewhat legit, but, yes. but, but also, um, for cool. whatever reason, he said he turned down a record deal. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe you didn't win the Battle of the Bands, <laughs> you know, and you're just kind of... But um, so I grew up with going to his gigs all the time. Like I, so cool. I, I would be like 10 years old. He'd be playing a wedding. He was booked like years in advance and every weekend he was playing gigs. Wow. And he was also a dentist. That was his main thing. But but um, but yeah, he loved music and he and really he was just playing covers. He wasn't even playing originals. Right. And um, he also happens to be uh, frugal and he did not want to hire a DJ for uh for my brother's bar mitzvah. So, um, and we're, my brother and I are about a year apart. And, right. uh, so yeah, about like 13 and a half, 14 is when I started to kind of get into DJing because my dad had speakers. I was, you know, my school tutor was showing me like, actually, I think, uh, Feli Fells knew it too mix funny enough when I was like yeah. 13. So, um, uh, That's which is pretty crazy. Wow. And, um, I was finding songs. You were and, saying you did that or you heard it? I heard, oh. uh, I heard Fally's that, new it to mix. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I heard yeah by Usher. I feel like that was like one of the first songs that I heard when, when I was started DJing, I knew other songs, but it right. was like, yeah by Usher where I was like, wow, this, you know, this people are going to love this right. obviously. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I was just basically taking like windows media player and iTunes. I had right. like uh, both on one computer and I was like fading back and forth at my brother's bar mitzvah <laughs> That's and, amazing. and just like pl- pressing play on iTunes then like going back to the, like no mouse, just like scrolling back wow. to the other screen and, and like, you know, lowering the volume. Um, I love hearing all the different like MacGyver ways yeah. that everybody got into it. You know? I know. I my my bit my biggest pride and joy though wasn't my my what was on my laptop. It was the 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 wood piece that I crafted that went in front in of the front laptop. Of it. it was like this like <laughs> folding thing that I built at like Home Depot that like was like painted black and I would carry it with me to wow. get so like a table looked like a DJ yeah. booth. So you know? nobody knew what you yeah. were doing back there. Yeah. You're like, yo, I got a whole yeah, setup. Exactly. I'm not mixing Windows yeah. Media into iTunes. People would never know. So <laughs> and then, it's funny because people are like, kids today don't know. I used to use tape players, but right. it's like, okay, kids today, people are using Windows Media it's into true. iTunes, okay? There's it's always true. some figuring something out, it's, you know, like it's before true. you get there. It's true. Yeah. And I never really, like I, I never was on vinyl. But um, right. but then I started to get onto CDs um, with like n- the new Mark like mixers and all that stuff, um, and then I started to basically like play parties whenever I could, and yeah. I saw this like this DJ company at a bar mitzvah, and I actually I think the bar mitzvahs were probably my it, speaking about what you were saying, I think yeah. that's like the the key to everything that I do right now because um, it's so like that balance of how do you stay little bit cool and funky or whatever and then also keep it commercial yeah that's like all it's like the and it's like the only you have to do that apartment so there's no way if you want to stand out and you want to like play music for 60 year olds with like 13 year olds at the same time it's like it's like how do you even you know right and then you're going to tell them to sit down and then stand back up and then (laughs) sit down and stand back up it's like it really like you got to figure out the tricks of how to kind of get people like to trigger people yeah um but yeah so anyways Played a bunch of bar mitzvahs. I met this guy named Bino, this like DJ that was playing all these parties. And I was 15. And I was like, I was like, he was the coolest guy ever. And I was like, I want to, I called him like, I want to come work for you. He's like, well, how old are you? I'm like 15. He's like, call me when you turn 16 and you know, you come work for me when you start driving. So I called him on my 16th birthday 
got my driver's license, and I went to his house the same day. That's great. And um, I was just going with him to gigs every weekend from then. Right. Um, Till I was like 18, and then I started playing college parties because, you know, that was, that was um, obviously I wanted to, you know, be yeah. at a college party and DJing college parties. It was much more fun than a bar mitzvah at that age. Yeah, and, uh, and Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so, which is, you know, the reason why... I started DJing, of course, because I oh wanted my God. to, you yeah. know, get I could, a girlfriend yes. or whatever. I could not believe girls uh, were talking to me when yeah. I was DJing. Also, I'm like, wait, like, you're, you're talking the best, to me? The best I'm part not... is that you don't have to talk. You know, you're just like, you're sitting there. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to talk, but you look awesome. Yes. You could be the most introverted person ever, but I you're know. like, the, you're also the coolest person at the party. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, the people are like, you're so extroverted because you're a de- you were a yeah. DJ. I'm like, no, like, that's the that's the best part. You yeah. Know? You're like, like, I sit in my house and just push buttons. Yeah. I always remember, like, what, like, watching Devin Lucian. I'm like, yeah. this guy literally just smiles. <laughs> like that's all he does. He doesn't even say a word. I'm like, this is crazy. I mean also he's a very attractive yeah, person. Every girl's coming yeah. over fainting. I don't think he didn't need to just smile, but but regardless, <laughs> you know. Um That's amazing. So yeah. anyway, so then so bottom line is is that yeah. kind of how I got into this was that we were I was playing all these college parties and I was saying earlier we stop they wanted to start booking bigger DJs. So we got in touch with DJ Felly Fell's manager from Power 106 and um, my buddy and I who was managing me and we set up this system where like we would book Felly and like he, he would pay us basically and we booked like tons of college parties together. So I knew Felly and um, and then oh and then um, and then I was like, oh, I'm not, you know. I don't want to do clubs. I mean, I don't want to do college parties. I want to do clubs. Right. So I joined this uh, Kiss FM DJ competition. And even though I thought it was super whack, I was like, I'm not like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to play like pop music or what. I thought it was too cool. Yeah. And of course now that's like what I'm all, (laughs) the only thing I'm trying to do. Little did you Um, know. (laughs) uh, And so, yeah, so I joined that competition, ended up winning it, which was, which was a surprise and like opened up my eyes. They're like, Oh, I was like, Oh, I could actually do this. Yeah. Started. um, I'm sure a lot of people entered that. I mean, in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like it it, it was great. I mean, the first one I was like, I don't care what happens. Like, I'm just going to do my thing. Right. There's three rounds. And, and, and I was like, I really don't care what happens. I did, obviously. Yeah, but, I know, but, but you have to but get I, in that But mindset. I was like, I was like, I'm just going to do my thing. I'm probably not going to win because I don't scratch as good or whatever, you know. And I won that round, and I was like, okay, I got to, I got to care about this a little bit more. Right. And then they ended up, um, you know, uh, putting me on air for um, like subbing in for a few of the other guys on on um, that's cool. on Kiss. So that was really cool. Um, nice. It, and yeah, I'm forgetting all the little stories, but in that time, you know, well, I met you well, around so that, that was, time. That was, right? yeah. Like, right around then is when I met you. I remember Actually, I, right before that. Yeah. Right before. Yeah. Cause I remember you won the, uh, kiss FM thing right when we had met, I think, I think, or... I think I start, so I got, but I really wanted to start doing clubs. So somehow I got, we figured out how to get open an opening set for you. I grew up listening to like, to you to Vice, to AM, to Kevin Scott, to every, all right. the, all, you know, Steve Wonder. I mean, yeah. I grew up like on Crooklyn Clan, you know, yeah. like I was like every single mix that you guys did or edit or mashup or whatever I was playing, you know, right. I had a folder just Crooklyn Clan. It was like probably my biggest yeah. crate out of everything. Yeah. You have in your office an amazing, the DJ AM quote, yeah. a big thing. Uh, what is it again? Star of the Star, Ego. Feed the soul, feed Star the of the Ego. Yeah. yeah. But, but so, so when, when, you know, they were like, oh, DJ Spider's playing at MI6. Yeah. I remember and, I had an MI6 residency yeah. and, and I, I was came like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to come open, um, 
they somehow we somehow got it if we were to bring like 20 people or something like that oh, okay. so so we got it open for you and you were awesome and um and then i was like i was like starstruck so i so i like i had my my manager who was yeah. my best friend um email spider as a <laughs> as like a as me like a fake me like he <laughs> i don't even know how that worked so he was like yeah if you ever you know would want to i mean you you probably saw it from your i mean you saw it from your perspective but i basically was like you know if you could ever spend like in 30 minutes with me like i'd be so grateful yeah um and then and then spider was like yeah for sure you, have you ever been to lemonade i'm like i remember like <laughs> i remember the whole thing and so spider and i went to lemonade and then he started to bring me along to kind of carry your backpack and just go on for the first hour at clubs whenever. Yeah. Right. But you were paying your dues yeah. and coming yeah. in. And like, I was like, yo, this dude is dope. He is a cool person. He's not over the top trying too hard, but he's really good. And like, and your manager, which was weird yeah. at the time, was like approaching me. I'm like, how does this guy have a manager? I know. But I remember uh, actually a, a crazy story just really quickly is yeah, that we were playing at, um, I think it was called Crimson. Yeah, right? I, I remember that yeah. place. Yeah, and the man and 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 we were both underage, and we somehow booked this party. And and Aaron is like is definitely like we're both not twenty one. The the bouncers like were not letting us in. And then finally they were like, we don't have a DJ. The club's about to open. This kid <laughs> is booked to DJ. Somehow right. he got booked by some promoter. So we we um we I go in and they won't let Aaron in. And I start DJing. People are in there. It start like about an hour in. The club is full. Right. All of a sudden Aaron calls calls me while I'm DJing. He goes, unplug your laptop right now and walk out. I'm like, what? I'm like, no, man. Like I, I never get to play clubs. Like every, the club is full. Like I'm doing good. He's like, if you ever want to work with me again, you're going to unplug your laptop and walk out right now. And I was like, shit, something must've really happened. So what, I literally, I literally just unplugged the music stopped, yeah. put my laptop in my bag and walked out. And what? Aaron's like, I, I'm see Aaron screaming at the bouncer and the promoter. And he's like, get in the car. I was like, okay, I just get in the car. <laughs> and then he's like, and then like 20 minutes later, he gets in the car. It was, I think I was making $50. Yeah. He throws me like, you know, five tens. And he's like, all right, let's go home. He's like, they weren't going to pay you. And they had another DJ coming because you were underage. I was like, oh, was and he like, got that money. He got that money. It was like, he, <laughs> go it, Aaron. yeah, it was like, it was a, it was a pivotal moment. That's Anyways, amazing. that's, that's the story of, of, of DJing. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's it, obviously it went tons from there, more, but, but yeah, you know, that's um, so cool. But, but really like, uh, yeah, like honestly, you know, as far as DJing goes, like Spider, you helped me out so much. I mean, you were like, come here and we were at Voyeur like all the time. I like fell in love with, uh, with Oh my with, God. With a, we, with a, we definitely had the know. best times ever yeah. there. That was the best. So, um, it was it was crazy, you know, and then yeah. and and uh, and then we had the same manager, which was which was like awesome. When you were yes. with Dexstar, it was like, when we, and I, and I got to be on Dexstar. It was like 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 a dream. I was like, how yeah. did this even happen? Um, yeah. Well, I think it's an important lesson and something that you said even from when you were younger, when you were 15, and you reached out to that guy. Like, you're not afraid to reach out and just say exactly what you want, unless, yeah. or have your manager pretend yeah, to be exactly. you. Exactly. And then, <laughs> but I think like I but, think like but I think that's something that that people want to feel like I don't need help or I don't or I'm embarrassed or or I should know everything. It's like no, ask. Put your energy towards the thing that you want and ask for it. I think you know? like like whenever somebody has an idea or something like that, like my one of my friends was like she did this uh photo shoot, like this hilarious photo shoot with this baby and like Oreos and I'm like, You should find the CEO's email of Oreos and just 
fucking cold yeah. email him. Like, right. this is amazing. You know, like, just like whatever sound, like, you j- just like reach out. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's cheesy, but you miss 100% of the shots you don't yeah. take, right? No, it's so, true. so, like, if you're, if you're just going for it and people, songwriters or artists or producers are always ask me, what's your advice? I'm like, put music out, just right. put it out, bet on yourself. That you're going to do better in a year. You're going to be yeah. better. If, if you're not betting on yourself, that you're going to be better from, from, you know, in a year from now, then like, I don't even want to work with you, you know, right. or nobody's going to want to work with you. Not yeah, just if you me. think this is the best thing you have right, right. now, then you're, Put then, it out. then you think you're done. And, and worse comes worse. If it's actually, you know, if it actually, if, if, if you actually decide, Oh, you know what? Actually, I want to redo it. Take it down. This is the yeah. best part of the internet. You take it down, redo it, put it out again. Exactly. You know, um, and I think a lot of people are waiting for that perfect setup, that perfect moment, that perfect kind of, um, just all the star- stars yeah. lining the music video budget, the this, the that, and they like miss out on so much because they're just waiting. Right. Especially now when like you, you know you could be a fifteen year old kid in the middle of America and like right. all of a sudden be researching. And like every single label is trying to offer you millions of dollars. You That's know, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So amazing. All right. Well, uh, I want to ask you like a million things. Okay. I know we don't have that much time, but something I think is really interesting. Oh, shoot. I didn't even. <laughs> we, 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 got, we got a little bit of time. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll come back to some of the cool. other questions I was going to ask, but I think something important that I want to know and that people listening want to know and that, you know, is really interesting is that. Like we were saying, you love DJing. Your passion was DJing and still is. I mean, you still do stuff now. I mean, we were at your wedding. You put together an like insanely amazing set with wordplay and sound. You know everything for your for your own wedding with with the help of you. <laughs> yeah, I helped a little bit with some some technical things and some ideas. But you, that was all you. And then you know, and we and I got to play the day before with Vice at your wedding. I mean, it was it was the best. But um. And so I was, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that, like getting re, you know, reigniting your passion. But before that, like, how did you, um, go from being this passionate DJ that wanted to be in clubs that, you know, is very decisive of, Oh, I want to be in bar mitzvahs. I want to do this to what you're doing now. And like, do you think that, um, your DJing skills play a part in what you do now? Like, do they help you? But how did you make that evolution from, how did you decide and how did you even I mean, do I it? think one is like if you're going to get into the, you know, a difficult like indus- any industry, tech, yeah. whatever it is. But I'm, I can only relate to entertainment yeah. as far as what I've done. Um, you know, you got to have like some sort of side gig because you're not going to make money in right. the beginning. Yeah. You can't just like quit your job and go into it unless you somehow have money to support yes, yourself. So sure. like it was really slow. I always thought of it like in my head of like. Uh, you know, like when you're driving a stick shift car and you're pe- pushing down the clutch and like letting go of the clutch and pressing the gas, like it had to be the perfect kind of just like slow transition. Yep. And it took so much longer than I ever thought. Right. And I didn't even know that I wanted to do that. But basically what happened was, is that I just, honestly, I just started feeling a void with DJing. I just started feeling like, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't like, I was thinking of all these ideas and I just felt like it wasn't being appreciated in the way that I wanted it to. We all know we're at clubs and like, you know, it's like people are just drunk and, you know, it it just wasn't feeling that kind of satisfaction that I had. Maybe even when I was playing bar mitzvahs, at least I felt like there was some like kind of, you know, like there was some truth to when somebody says you killed it. You know what I mean? Sort of. Even then it was like, okay, but, (laughs) but, um, 
So anyways, I guess I was just like subconsciously looking for some opportunity, even though I was like full-time DJing and Ben Madahi, who managed Felly Fell, posted on Facebook saying, I'm looking for a creative intern for Atlantic Records. Um, and uh, and I just messaged him saying, you know, I don't even, I, Atlant- I've heard of Atlantic Records. I don't even know what you need, but like, I'll come by. Like right. I find music all the time. I'm a DJ. Like, yeah. you know, I'm cool. I play it on Kiss <laughs> FM. Like right. I was like, I was like, you know, um, and so, yeah, and Ben just basically told me, he's like, all right, just send me dope music. And if something goes through, I'll pay you. Right. I was like, okay, that's fair enough because I find music all the time. Yeah. And about 99.9% of the music that I sent him through the next year, nothing happened. And But he would tell me why it why he didn't think it would work. Right. And I would always go back to the drawing board the next time I'm going on the internet looking for music if he was like, you know, don't ever send me a cover of a song because who cares if somebody has a good voice? I care how the songwriting is. Right. And I wouldn't send a cover next time, you know? And there's yeah. little things like that where I just continue to refine, refine, refine. Yeah, get that constructive get criticism. Get that constructive and... criticism, continue to refine. And in that process, I re- and Ben was telling me, you know, you like he was telling me about the long-term kind of career that I could have in this. And he was noticing that I was unhappy in the DJ world. I was also bouncing around management and kind of trying to figure that out. And right. it was, you know, it just wasn't as fulfilling as it used to be. Yeah. And, you know, he kind of really, Ben really, really pushed me into, into doing A&R, um, which I'm like so thankful for. Yeah. I'm also thankful because he introduced me to my wife who I is know. his sister-in-law. So I own, <laughs> I, I own like basically everything, but, um, <laughs> he's, well, he's your brother. Yeah, now. exactly. <laughs> in, so in more ways than one. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that was it. I mean, like literally like Ben, Ben coached me along. And I think that was like, I was so lucky to have a mentor that was like willing to spend the time. I started out by going to his office once a week, then it was three times a week, then it was five times a week, and then I'm sitting on his couch for every single meeting, and then I'm running my own songwriting camps for you know for him, and then I'm right. consulting, and then I'm in um, I'm glorified consulting, you know, and then being able to be a part of different opportunities, and I think like you know um, when it come when it, there was a lot of low hanging fruit, you know, there was a lot of opportunities yeah. that I get involved with like a flow rider. Um, or, you know, nat- naturally because we worked on Flowrider, Pitbull was, came to us and um, and and uh, asked us to consult on some songs. And I was right. like uh, lucky enough to just happen to put together the songwriting session for Timber um, by Pitbull, wow. which, you know, that and then at this, around the same time I, I had come up with the sample idea for Talk Dirty by Jason Derulo. And that like really kind of solidified me in the songwriting world because people trusted my ear and my taste and I was able to kind of start like you know then start kind of like climbing up the ladder of like hey I know what I'm talking about like you should you should try this session yeah you know and and kind of work my way there and slowly you know at this point my my foot is almost completely off the clutch and I'm on the gas you know right so um yeah, that was kind of like the transition. And I think that as far as the, 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 the bridge between DJing is like, it's literally the same exact thing. Right. You know, when a cor- you know, when you're playing a song too long and you know, when the crowd is starting to fall off, it's yes. the same thing. It's the same exact feeling, you know, when it's there, you know, when it's not, and you're trying to make those edits. Oh, you know, all the time I'll, I'll, I'll go walk into a session. The song, the second verse is so much better than the first verse. And I'm like, you should make that second verse, the first verse, right. because 
Because you know that's what a DJ would do. Oh, like exactly. put, put the more exciting part up front. You know, yeah, or start the with the chorus. Not going to wait till that. You part. know, like, like all right, finally. Or somebody's waiting. You know, working on a bridge in their songwriting session. It's like, yeah. why are you working on a bridge? Like, like you know, if people aren't getting past the first chorus, then then your the songs will wash anyways. Right. You might as well do the third idea, or the fourth idea. So I think like that is one side of DJing. The other side of DJing that you know, when I was saying about bar mitzvahs and weddings and stuff is like, and also from the radio, I learned a lot is that like, how do you know, how do you stand out when you're trying to fit into formalities and just play the same, you know, 30 songs that everybody else is playing. I learned this a lot from guys like you and guys like AM where, you know, you have to somehow make it your own personality, you know, yeah. you got to somehow figure out a way to play the two cheesiest songs in the world, but blend them together in the, in the creative way. That's going to be like, Oh, that's, that's DJ miles. That's DJ spider. Right. You know? Yep. Um, and, and it's that kind of that, that, that bridge work that I think is the kind of key. And I always say like the, the way that it works and the way that it works in DJing and the way it works in music in uh, record label stuff uh, is that you got to have one foot in of what works and one foot out of what doesn't work, or at least is what's new and exciting. If you have two feet out, you're two out there. Nobody's going to go over everybody's head. Yeah. If you have two feet in, it's cheesy and nobody's going to care. You're trying too hard. You know, yeah. but if you have one foot in and one foot out, you're kind of, you're, you're pushing it forward in one sense. And then you're also kind of doing what works. You're going to, you're going to, you know, um, you're going to, you know, uh, I mean, I could think of so many examples of that. Yeah, like of I just had 20 in my head that I couldn't get any of them out, but I could think of a lot of examples of that. So that's kind of where I really feel like, and also like, it's not, it's not to be able to, to, to feel a crowd's energy and to, and to decide what's right, what's wrong. Is the song going too long? All those different things. It's, it like directly parlays into A&R, you know, and, and yeah. like, you know, you, you, you can t- you know you're the, using those instincts as an A&R. it's all that instinct i yeah. mean if you grow up as a kid being a dj and you un- grow up trying to understand crowd reaction then you're gonna you know you understand people i think from a different perspective and yeah. really like i swear like we you know when we sit in A&R meetings a lot of it is like psychology like what's going to make right. people react you know yeah and then and then from there if it's going to make people react how do you then make it authentic to the artist how do you then you know even how do you even get uh i could i could talk about a thousand right examples, no that it's so that interesting i mean yeah totally and we i mean we could i could ask you a million follow-up questions yeah. but i know we gotta go pretty soon but um could you, I mean, speaking of the Talk Dirty sample, mm-hmm. do you want to tell the story of kind of how that came about? Yeah, or, sure. Um, I mean, basically, I was in Israel on, right. on a on a program where actually um, I thought that I wanted to be an assistant for Ben. And I was like, if I go on this program, I'm going to uh, lose the job. Yeah. But, um, but I did it anyways. I went on the program and I was in a club and I heard this song called Hermetico by Balkan Beatbox. Right. And it was a big hit there. Um, and then I went to another club the same night and it was, they played the same song. It was already a big hit there and I shazammed it. And then, um, I came home and I, and, and I had lost that job. Like I did not get the assistant job, but I was still, this is the song. Yeah. It's almost the same thing. Crazy. So I, I played it for Ben. Yeah. At like I, I'm, I'm going to pretend like I don't know, but at 59 <laughs> seconds exactly, it goes into the sample. Um, so tight. 
So, so I remember you sent that to me. Yeah, so I played I it for Ben, like, and I was like, I played it for Ben, and I was like, this is like this would bring back Missy Elliott. Like that's by the way, still my goal is to get one of those like Missy Elliott, Fifty Cent era. Wow, like Nelly era, like all those like songs yeah. that we you know that I just like loved growing up. So I was like, this would bring back Missy Elliott. If and you just sent him the sample, I sent him the this song, this just song, like this whole song, yeah. And then, it has those drums in the beginning with that yeah. little cowbell. And then too. he was like, okay, cool. Go to the producers that you know and have them work on it. I was like, all right. So I try every producer that we work with. Nobody wanted to do it. One engineer that we worked with who wasn't even signed to us tried it. And it was like, he like labeled it like horns and Haifa or something like, like something <laughs> weird. Anyways, I ended up in a room. This is a whole other story I'm not going to go into, but I ended up okay. in a room with Wallpaper, right. who now is Ricky Reed, who I knew. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. It's Ricky Reed. And he produced it. He and and yeah, he went on to go do Twenty One Pilots and Lizzo right. and all this stuff. And he, I played it. I waited till the end of the session and I said, "Hey man, like I have this idea. You would be perfect because I know your music as an artist, you know." And I played it for him and I was like, "Imagine if this was Missy Elliott. Like it would be the craziest thing." Next day, he sent me back the beat to talk dirty. What? We had no publishing on it because we did not publish Ricky Reed. Right. It was just like. It was just like, and I made no money off that song, which it was, to, I mean, honestly, I but got, it's, I got, it I got, basically so, started your career. Yeah, I got so much out of it, but it was just funny. Like it was so, um, innocent too. Um, and then, yeah, we had it in like writing folders forever. Yeah. And then my buddy Aton got Jason Derulo to write to it. Um, apparently Jason Derulo had a rule that he never writes to, to beats twice, which I don't, I don't know why that's a, a thing. <laughs> okay. And he wrote to this one twice. So that's a uh. little fun fun fact for some That's reason dope. yeah yeah <laughs> anyways they wrote this one and um it this it just helped me you know get my feet in and uh um, right and like have people trust me and like yeah and now every the only problem is everybody's like yo what samples do you have like what do you what are you sitting on right now i'm like nothing right. like nothing i got nothing <laughs> you're like i was in israel yeah. eating food yeah. and i shazam yeah this, like okay. i was like trying to like that's life <laughs> like hook up with an israeli girl like it's just a different you know i'm in a different place right well thank god for that girl yeah. i guess yeah exactly <laughs> you were there you i stayed it. long enough yeah, yeah exactly that's dope well i know you got to get out of here right so i got uh, like seven more minutes <laughs> okay yeah um all right we can talk a little bit more yeah. just for a couple more minutes then um i wanted to know about um i had written down a bunch of questions but i think that um like how important do you think travel this speaks to the tele like the israel thing mm -hmm. and also the writing camps like how important do you think that traveling is to making good music and staying inspired and just sort of growing as a person and musically and like i i've noticed that when i i can relate so many musical things to my travels mm -hmm. and learning so much about just from the cultures and being in those places and i know you do these writing camps as well for your writers yeah. like um I think you I know. think like doing anything to break routine is good. Right. You know, okay. like I was watching that um Rick Rubin uh Shangri La documentary. Yeah, so good on Showtime. S Simon. <laughs> um I was watching that Rick Rubin thing. This yeah. is this is actually Aaron's sister. What? What is going on right now? <laughs> DJ Spider. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> she has a show here. Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, hey. Come on our yeah. show. <laughs> I'm telling. Any day. Hit yeah. One, baby. Well, we just, we were just talking about Aaron yeah, on the we show. Yeah, we were just talking about like early in. like manager Cosmos. Aaron days. Yes. You're kidding me. And how he wrote me Are an email yeah. and pretended Hello. to be Miles. How are you? How are you? <laughs> Hi. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna leave now, but 
Rock on. All right. It. Thanks for coming through. Um, <laughs> so, so. Anyways, I was watching the Shangri La thing, and uh, yeah, yeah, and um, and my favorite thing, and this is gonna answer the question just by just by saying this is yeah. like what he what he does with an artist is he ha- he he goes through all their influences, he yeah. he talks to them and has them you know tell them everything they grew up listening to, what they want to sound like, who they want to be like. He takes all that in, and then he says, okay, he thinks about it for a bit and kind of retreats, then comes back with. A, I think it was one or two albums, but completely different than everything they've ever listened to before and tells them they have to listen to it from front to back. Like, Oh wow. Like, over, like all the way through, no I don't skipping. I remember forward. that part. That's amazing. And, and what it does is it gets people out of their head, you know, and that, that's, yeah. that's the best thing to do. So yeah, I think that you just do better when you don't, when you're not trying, you know, right. in general. So that's kind of what that does. That's what traveling does, I think. Yeah. And that's also why I think, to bring it back why releasing music is so important is because if you're just sitting there thinking about how to release it and what the best thing is you it's it's just going to sit it, you're you're not going to you're there's so much pressure yeah. on on how to get it perfect you might as well just put it out and try something new you know Right. Um, yeah, so, you're gonna change. You're gonna psych yourself out. You're gonna change your mind yeah. a million times. So you're I gonna think, start listening to people that don't matter. Exactly. Opinion. You're asking everybody their opinion. At a certain point, you don't. You there's no way that you're gonna know what to do. You yeah. know. And at a certain point, like we don't like even as A and R's that aren't even creating the music, we don't know what to do because we've heard a hundred versions of a song that you know is like we probably killed it on the first version, and, right? And, you know, and just kind of overthought it. So yeah. I think like traveling is really important for that because you you know i think for artists and for producers and, yeah. and songwriters you know they go and they play shows and they they see it out like they see it live and they get to understand oh i should change this because this is different david getta does that a lot he plays a lot of demos out live and to understand the reaction then go back to the studio right. that same night and edit it that's the beauty of being a dj yeah. producer i think yeah and being able to like ride the line of doing yeah. both of them yeah 100 percent yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. um, I think our time is up. Awesome. I love uh, it. We could talk forever. I want to know a million more things, but you got to come on our podcast again. Thank you. Thank for you coming for having on. me. Yes, Appreciate for sure. It. Miles Beard. Uh, where can people find you, like online, or do you want to not promote at, that at the Bearded Barista? <laughs> okay. No, at, that's 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 my. That's if my, you guys uh, want to drink some amazing espresso, yeah. this guy's like, uh, you know, I'm if a, he stops being an A and R, he's going to open the best coffee shop. I actually saw in America. so dope in New York. It was a record shop. And in the back, they also like it was a it was literally a combo record shop yeah. coffee shop. That's the I best. Was like, and this guy was like my my hero. I was like, that's like I, my dream. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it looked like the old like turntable lab, but in the back there was like instead of turntables, wow. there was an uh, espresso machine. So when you you can retire yeah. into that, yeah, it'll 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 come. It'll I'll come. invest in it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds good. Um, all right. Dope. We'll hit him up. Uh, bearded barista. The DJ Miles. Or, or the DJ Miles on Instagram. You can find him on there and see about all his projects and everything. Miles, thank you so thank much you. for coming in to the 20 on Beat Source. I'm thank DJ you, Spider. You. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.